Watchdog Radio is brought to you by CCHR, the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. Committed for the last 40 years to investigating, exposing, and eradicating psychiatric violations of human rights. For videos and information, visit cchr.org. The medical doctors I was going to couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, so basically what they used to determine uh, that I needed antidepressants was the fact that I was tired. Monica Hershaft is a nutritional consultant whose attention to detail and true passion for helping people achieve their perfect health is based on personal experience and a real understanding of what others are going through. When she came down with a debilitating condition, she went from doctor to doctor, being told nothing was wrong with her, but that she was depressed and needed psychiatric drugs. She refused to take them and decided to find out for herself what was really going on. This week's guest is Monica Hershaft, a nutritional consultant who is now helping others discover the true underlying physical causes of their problems. America and welcome to Watchdog Radio. I'm your host, J.C. McKinley, and our guest this week is Monica Hershaft. Hello, Monica Hershaft, and welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. As a nutritional consultant, can you describe the work that you do and the types of patients you see? Yeah, I do a technique called nutrition response testing. So, for example, if someone has an imbalance that's creating food sensitivities or digestion issues, allergies, headaches, etc., I use muscle testing to determine which of the stressors are interfering with the body's normal function. Then I recommend a combination of whole food supplements, diet, and homeopathy to address the interference. That way the body can actually self-correct and repair the way it was meant to. There's some common stressors that I can tell you about that uh, interfere with organ function, and one of the most common is food, things like sugar or wheat, things that are common food allergens. Okay. There's also immune pathogens like viral or bacterial or fungal. And then there's chemicals like chlorine from tap water that you drink or from your shower. Yeah, I always wondered about the chlorine, you know, knowing that chlorine's inherently a poison. It is, exactly. And we have the highest chlorine content in the country in Los Angeles. Really? But isn't that good? Don't we kill lots of bacteria in our water that way? <laughs> well... It doesn't do as much good as it does harm. So okay. it actually suppresses the parotid gland, which is the gland that secretes enzymes to help repel chemicals. And then the parotid gland gets overwhelmed, and then the chlorine comes in and suppresses the immune system, which makes the body susceptible to having bugs come in. And that's mm. how people end up getting bacteria and fungus and things like that. Well, that's why I, I only drink Diet Coke. I never drink water. <laughs> Okay, don't get me started on aspartame and formaldehyde. Oh, come on. Just tell me a little about aspartame. <laughs> tell me well, about aspartame. Well, for people that drink a lot of diet drinks, basically aspartame turns into formaldehyde in the system. And that's been linked to all kinds of brain disorders like Alzheimer's and different neurological problems. But one of the biggest things they're finding it connected to is thyroid function. It creates hyperthyroid, and especially for these girls that are eating all this diet gum all the time and yeah. diet drinks. And we're finding a lot more hyperthyroids this day and age, which connects to anxiety. And people have hyperthyroid, they feel jacked up and kind of anxious all the time. And then the doctors end up putting them on anti-anxiety medication instead of just giving them the minerals they need and taking them off the aspartame. Right. Yeah, and I was noticing all the gum that I could look at, including the gum that had sugar in it, had aspartame. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, you're killing me. I, if I'm trying to avoid aspartame, I can't get away from it. 
Exactly. I suppose technically they, they could be killing me. See, not even a pun. Just could be true. Technically, yes, that's true. There's a couple of other stressors I just wanted to tell okay. you about real quick. Um, the other one is heavy metal toxicity. You know, the people that have fillings in their mouths and all the mercury. Yeah. FDA says it's safe, and it is, as long as you don't chew anything or eat anything hot. Okay. Well, then the other problem we have are scars. Scars on the surface of the skin, they create interference by acting like a capacitor. They store energy as it flows from the brain, and it can be released sporadically with no warning and creating dysfunction. And that's so easy to handle with just wheat germ oil being rubbed on the surface. It helps to uh, fix the problem from the scars. Now, how, let's say I'm a guy who's never heard that before. And guess what? I'm a guy that's never heard that before. <laughs> so how are you con- going to convince me that that's actually a situation I have to worry about? Well, I do it with muscle testing because I show you the difference when you touch the scar versus when, for example, let's say you have a weak organ, that's the liver, Mm -hmm. just say it's the liver, and your arm goes weak in the muscle testing, and then we find a scar that's a problem, let's say it's an appendix scar. When you touch the scar, your arm goes weak, and when you touch the liver, the arm goes weak. So if I touch the liver and you touch the scar at the same time and it goes strong, you can see the correlation between the two. And the medical community uses this all the time. It's called ablation therapy. When people have problems with their heart and they have atrial fibrillation and their heart is irregularly beating, they actually go in and scar the heart to create interference with the organ function. So it's very known. Wow. Now, I'm a little familiar with muscle testing, but for those in the audience that aren't, tell me about muscle testing. Well, muscle testing is basically a technique that's been around for a really long time. It's also called kinesiology. And what happens is, The body rushes energy to protect the internal organs whenever there's perceived stress. So, like, for example, if you're on a frozen tundra, what do you lose first? Your Your fingers and your toes. Right, your extremities, because the body rushes all the energy and heat to protect the internal organs. Same basic concept when you're muscle testing. If we put ischemic pressure, which means we're touching on top of that organ and applying pressure to it, basically, if there's stress in that area, the body goes, "Uh uh-oh, I've got to rush energy and protect this area, and then the arm drops. And if there's no stress in that area, the body has no reason to rush the energy there because it's, in, it's not having any stress, so then the arm will stay strong. Okay, so back up a step. So let's say you're muscle testing me, and you're going you're gonna to see how the strength in my left arm changes depending on what organ you're pushing on. Right. So then you push on my liver, and you don't push on my liver, and you give a uniform push to my left arm, and you see how much strength it's got. And then you uh, press on my liver, or punch me in the liver, and... Yeah. And you see if my left arm gets weak. Right. And then you go, okay, that's an indication that there's some problem with the liver? Exactly. That means there's something interfering with the liver's function. And that's where we come in when we have homeopathic vials with these five stressors that I mentioned earlier. And if one of those stressors makes it strong, then we know that that's what's interfering with that organ function. Okay, so if you put on, so this works like a negative, negative, positive thing. Exactly. If you put on the, okay, now at some point I'll just grant you the credit of it works, and I'll stop giving <laughs> you, you a hard come time. Come here and I'll show you. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's a great party trick when you've got a big football player guy and yeah. you hold a glass of wine up. Yeah, works every time. Uh, well, because you know if it works, it works, and so you know I don't want to give you a lot of why, 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 why if it just works. But let's say the guy uh, is being poisoned with chlorine and you put chlorine near his liver and he turns out, okay, that is what's bothering the liver because that cancels it out and suddenly his arm is strong. 
Right. And another way to do that is if you're not applying pressure to the liver, but let's say you're just holding the chlorine over the body, the area where the belly button is has a bunch of circular nerve fibers in there, and that's a very sensitive area. If you put the chlorine over that area where the belly button is, the arm will also go weak without applying pressure to an organ because that says that that is weakening the body. Right. And uh, so, again, this would sound like magic to somebody that hadn't worked with it at all. Right. So we'll just go, if it sounds like magic to you, go get some muscle testing. And then when you see it, you go, oh, you know, just I've been around muscle testing a little bit. And, and um, I say that it has credence. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so uh, now this is what you do as a nutritional consultant, right? Yes. Okay, good. Now, what happened to you personally that began your interest in becoming a nutritional consultant? Well, I was a very active, busy person like many of us, in, uh, in 1999, I did a detox program that all my friends were doing. And as soon as I started doing it, I got really sick. And, you know, oh, just detoxing, no big deal. So I kept doing it. And three months into the program, I was so sick that the skin under my eyes started coming off. I stopped sleeping. My heart was pounding. I was emotional and I'm crying easily. Everything upset me easily. And I was getting really, really tired and just had a lot of brain fog. So, you know, I obviously went to the doctor because that's what you do. And I went from doctor to doctor, and my labs kept coming back normal. And I started feeling like, okay, what the hell is wrong with me? All my labs keep coming back normal. You know, so basically the medical doctors I was going to couldn't figure out what was wrong with me, so they told me that I needed to take antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. Mm-hmm. And I said, but I'm not depressed. <laughs> and they said, oh, no, 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 you're depressed. You're tired. You can't get out of bed. That's depression. I said, well, I'm not depressed. Something's wrong with me. I mean, there was an event. Something's wrong with me. I'm sick. So if I refused to take the drugs, then they wouldn't see me. They didn't have any other alternative or any other ideas or suggestions. They just refused to see me. Wouldn't take my calls, nothing. This went on for years, literally, and I just kept getting worse. And I never gave up and kept searching. And then, you know, got to the point where I was too sick to even drive or stand up long enough to take a shower. Wow. Yeah. And eventually, about four or five years into it, I found nutrition response testing, which is the technique that I do now. And using muscle testing and uh, diet and supplementation, I got a program that I got about 50% better through this program over the period of about a year and a half to two years. It took a while. Cool. But uh, what happened was um, I had been born and raised a vegan. So I didn't have the resources to handle this intense program because I'd been a vegan my whole life. My dad's a big, world-famous animal rights activist. I see. So yeah, at this point, you know, um, I got—I was so sick, I, I would have drank cow urine if she told me to. I was willing to try anything because I was just so desperate to get better. Import, this is important now. She's not actually telling you to drink cow urine, people. No. <laughs> but if she had... I would have done it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, basically, I started eating animal products, and I learned that the tofu I had been eating was suppressing my thyroid function and inhibiting mineral absorption. Tell me about that. What's funny is if your mineral absorption is inhibited, you're going to be depressed. Okay. And tired because your thyroid function is being inhibited. Hmm. What about tofu was, was causing That's that? That's what soy does. Soy has that effect on the thyroid. Oh. Ah. Yeah. And so I had to take supplements to reteach my body how to break down and absorb protein because it forgot how to do it. Mm. And it wasn't producing the HCL that I needed, which is hydrochloric acid, to break down and assimilate the protein. And um, she found a ton of issues with parasites and fungus and heavy metal toxicity. I had mercury fillings, but my body was so beat up, I couldn't handle the supplements she was putting me on. So that's why I had to do 
you know, the diet to get rebuilt up until I could uh, get to the point where I could handle the treatment. Wow. Yeah. So is this what the ultimate problem was, why you were so sick, is because the soy had messed up your system? Well, it wasn't just the soy. It was the lack of, of animal protein. And doing the detox program, I was taking a lot of heavy-duty synthetic supplements on this program, and synthetic supplements can actually cause deficiencies and create more problems. That's why in our program I only use whole food supplementation because the body doesn't have to break it down and assimilate it. It's not made in a lab. So that was part of the problem, and part of it was I didn't have the resources, you know, as being a vegan for so many years and from all of the problems with the soy, and I just didn't have you know, the animal protein really helps with the immune system. And so at this point, because of everything I'd been through, I only got about 50% better with her. And that's what made me make the decision that I needed to go and learn how to do this because I just knew in my gut I was the only person that was going to be able to fix myself. Okay. And now that you've been through all this, do you have advice for people that want to be vegans on how to do it and survive better? I don't think you can do it and survive better. I have yet to find a vegan, in my experience, that doesn't have some kind of a thyroid problem. Wow. My own father, who was having all these heart problems, I could not fix him without using animal product supplements. Oh. Uh, is there something specific? I mean, you know, you have to feed him a cow, or what is it about the cow you have to give him? <laughs> well, let me be clear also. When I say fix him, I do not treat or diagnose any diseases or conditions because that's obviously in the medical doctor's field and nutritional consultants don't do that. But all I can do is determine if the body is out of balance nutritionally, what does it need to be balanced? Like, for example, if they have heavy metal toxicity, minerals push metals out. If they have chlorine poisoning, what do I need to do to help boost the immune system? It's all just nutrition-based. Okay. So what was the vegan missing that he should have? Well, basically, because he had all this thyroid suppression from being a vegan for so many years, and he also wasn't eating properly, part of it was eliminating the soy from the diet because what happened is it, the body creates an autoimmune response because then you get what's called leaky gut, and there's little holes, little perforations in the intestinal tract. The undigested food goes through and into the bloodstream, and the body develops an autoimmune response and creates an allergy. Oh. So if you're just living on soy... You're going to get an allergy to it. You can't eat it every day. And I've heard about leaky gut, and I've heard some other people talk about that on, on the show. What's causing the leaky gut? It's diet. And so what happens, there's a lot of different things that happen that is a precursor to leaky gut. Like, for example, if you have fungus in your body, mm -hmm. fungus is eating away, and that can create leaky gut. Bacteria can create leaky gut. Eating too much sugar can create leaky gut. Not mm. enough protein can create leaky gut. And a thing called dry bowel, which is when you basically... If your diet is so bad or there's too many pathogens in there because your immune system has been suppressed by the metals and chemicals, what happens is you've got these little hairs inside, like the same kind of little hairs you have in your nostrils are mm -hmm. called cilli. And basically you're supposed to have all this lubrication inside and the mucus is supposed to flow through. The mucus gets dried up and stuck on the cilli and they get frozen. They can't move. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to crack and that creates perforations in the intestinal tract. And so a lot of times we have to go in there and, you know, using supplementation, give them supplements that help restore the lubrication so that helps pull the mucus off the cilly and then, you know, restore it to its original state so that everything can drain out. Okay. And, we'll, and how does a person know if he's got leaky gut? Well, a good way is to go to someone that's a practitioner to get tested. Um, a lot of um, indications can be things like food allergies, sensitivities, 
any kind of allergies really, fatigue, difficulty digesting food, uh, nausea when eating certain types of food. These are all possible indications. And when you fix the leaky gut, does that the symptoms go away? It can. Um, generally speaking, if you fix the leaky gut, and again, I don't treat anything. Okay. <laughs> if you fix the leaky gut through supplementation and diet, and, it, and the body then self-corrects the leaky gut, then the body's kicked back in and the immune system is then handling the fungus and whatever bacteria or whatever it is that's, you know, predisposed the body to the leaky gut, then the person does recover from the symptoms because that condition is no longer irritating the body. Okay. Mm, I'm learning a lot. I have all kinds of notes on my paper. <laughs> I know. We'll have to meet later. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and I was uh, just, just for the record, I went off Diet Coke about seven years ago. Oh, good. Because I, I wanted to get off of aspartame, and, I, and so I ended up going off caffeine because I couldn't get a good caffeine dose without also getting aspartame. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I wasn't a coffee drinker. Well, what's funny, too, is people get all jacked up and they think it's the caffeine, but a lot of times it's the aspartame that's jacking the thyroid. Now, tell me about that, because that's one thing I noticed is that, you know, still to this day almost, I crave Diet Coke, but I don't crave coffee. And so I go, is there something else in the Diet Coke that I'm craving? I've actually seen on the, when I've researched it, even just on the internet, it creates a craving. I mean, again, this is just internet but that's up there with heroin, that people actually crave the aspartame. You're listening to Watchdog Radio, brought to you by CCHR, the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. For more information, visit cchr.org. When you were going from doctor to doctor and were being told to take antidepressants and anti-anxiety drugs, were there any medical tests that determined that you should have these? Well, no. The medical tests were basically, they were trying to figure out what was wrong with me and everything came back normal. So basically what they used to determine uh, that I needed antidepressants was the fact that I was tired. Okay. Yeah. That's right. All right. So you were tired, therefore equals depression. Right. All right. And what was the procedure in determining the diagnosis of depression? I guess it was just I look was and tired. see if you're tired. Right. Okay. And when the underlying physical conditions causing the person's problems are addressed, what do you see as a result in people's outlook on life and their emotions? Well, I've seen startling results in people's emotions, outlook on life, relationships that they're in. Many immune challenges, especially if they're parasitic or fungal, create emotional outbreaks like anger or edginess. One patient actually told me he wanted to kill everybody he met before he saw me, which I don't think he meant that literally, but if someone's not sleeping, it creates irritability, brain fog, mm -hmm. reactivity. If someone's mineral deficient, it creates depression and anxiety. And I've frequently found that if I add a mineral like Mintran or Minchex from Standard Process, um, it completely handles depression. I've never heard of that mineral. What's that mineral? It's called Mintran, which is short for mineral tranquilizer. It has a bunch of different mixes of minerals in it. Oh, okay. So it's a, a proprietary combination? Yeah, we, we jokingly call it natural Xanax because, you know, people 
really just perk right up when they get on it. It has an immediate effect. I, you know, I had a patient that was actually bulimic um, for years. She was bulimic, and when she came to me, she would have this anxiety that drove her to binge eat, and I put her on the Mintran just to balance her body because it just was. I didn't do it for that reason. I was just balancing her body, and she stopped having the desire to binge. Wow. And a lot of people that have come to me that have told me they have anxiety were actually dealing with the hyperthyroid issue and just needed the minerals and the supplements to help bring the thyroid back to calmness and making those changes to their diet because alcohol and sugar aggravate a hyperthyroid. And that handled the anxiety for them. Okay. And to recap here, you have the diet that a person might be eating in their normal life would be perhaps an Egg McMuffin for breakfast and burger and fries for lunch, and burger and fries for dinner, and burger and fries for midnight snack. Uh-huh. Now, what, what do you hang out with? Well, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of fast food. So now if a person is eating that, what are they missing and how are you going to change their life? How are you going to guide them? Well, let me tell you one of the main things that happens when somebody first comes to see me. Generally speaking, the immune situation needs to be handled first, and then the, what's underneath that layer is the metals and chemicals. And when you're dealing with any type of immune situation, there's usually fungus, bacteria, viral, parasitic, you know, all of those types of things. And what feeds those pathogens is wheat, sugar, and dairy. So I always take people off of that in the beginning, not forever, but in the beginning, we can't tackle those if you're going to keep feeding them and giving them superpowers. If you don't eat wheat, sugar, and dairy, what's left? Well, there's a ton of substitutes. Like, for example, for people that like pasta, Trader Joe's has this really good organic brown rice pasta. They've got fusilli, they've got penne, they've got all these different shapes, and you can substitute your pasta with brown rice pasta. You've got brown rice. You've got quinoa, which is a really good high-protein grain. I always tell people they have to eat animal protein with each meal so they can eat organic free-range eggs, organic free-range meats. They even have deli meats that are nitrate-free at Whole Foods that you can get that are also organic. You can use Ezekiel bread instead of regular bread because that's a sprouted grain, so it acts as a live food. I just tell people don't toast it, but that usually tests well on people. So there's all kinds of substitutes like that. Use xylitol to sweeten things, which is a natural herb sweetener that you can get at Whole Foods and that instead of sugar. So there's, you know, basically it's almost like you can eat the same things, but there's just substitute versions of the ones that are hurting you. Okay, so there's other grains that you can eat and you can get healthy animals, I guess, to eat. Right. <laughs> if you want to put it that way. And for dairy, I usually tell people to get unsweetened almond milk if they need to have milk just in the meantime, because really the best type of dairy later when people aren't dealing with the immune pathogens is raw dairy, which is really hard to get. Mm -hmm. So it's better to get as little chemical process as possible. So you would want to get whole organic milk instead of skim milk, because there's so much chemical processes that go into making it skim chemical process, meaning they add a chemical to get the... They have to do a whole chemical process in order to pasteurize it and take the fat out. Okay, because I knew, you know, pasteurizing is, I guess, a flash heating. Right. And then basically when people, when I muscle test people on milks, when they are at a point where they're not dealing with this, you know, suppression from the immune stressors, and when they can have dairy... They never, I've never had anyone test well for any of the skim or lactate or any of these altered milks. It's always the whole milk that's going to test, if any. Meaning that it, it tests as non-toxic. Right. Meaning yeah. it doesn't make the arm go weak. <laughs> okay. Now tell me about the parasites. What kind of parasites are we talking about? 
you know, I can't legally diagnose or treat that, so I really... <laughs> I'm not in a position where I even have a method to determine what kind of parasite. There's basically over 3,000 different kinds of parasites out there. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. National Institutes of Health have admitted that over 90% of Americans are infected with some sort of a parasite. You are exposed to parasites every time you pet your dog, every time you eat a salad in a restaurant, every time you drink tap water. I got one of my parasites from drinking tap water, and you can get Giardia, Cryptosporidium from tap water. They're always out there, and it's, what happens is your immune system is built to repel them. And I've tested people who have tested, you know, for having been exposed to that maybe, and their body's actually fighting it off. They don't even need any extra supplementation. And that's how it's supposed to be. So what we want to do is help rebuild your immune system and get your body strong again with the right amount of protein and eliminating the things like wheat, sugar, and dairy that are going to feed the pathogens so that you can rebuild so that your body can fight those things off on their own. Okay, good. All right, well, I'm, I'm starting to put it all together. And now you mentioned that minerals will help get rid of heavy metals. Yeah, well, what happens is the chemical composition of heavy metals is the same and reads the same on the body as minerals. And, you know, for example, copper and zinc. So if you have a copper toxicity, and a lot of women have copper toxicity from IUDs because there's copper in IUDs or from birth control pills, And we use zinc to push copper out because copper and zinc balance each other. So a lot of vegetarians, for example, have copper toxicity because they're not getting enough zinc because they're not eating animal products, so then their copper gets too high. So how are they getting the copper? Well, we all get copper through a lot of different sources, and we're exposed to copper in a lot of different ways. But if you're eating enough zinc, your body will balance it out. I see. So if you're not getting enough zinc, you can get it. I mean, there are a lot of foods that are high in in copper. Like, for example, avocados are high in copper. So if you eat a lot of avocados, you're a vegetarian, you're not getting enough zinc, you get copper toxicity. Not necessarily, oh, just from eating avocados, but you get exposed to copper from a lot of different sources. And some people have copper pipes. And sucking on pennies, you know, some people suck on pennies. I think sucking on pennies is a huge problem, yeah. Yeah, okay, I don't know anyone that sucks on pennies. But anyway, so somehow they're getting the (laughs) copper. Yeah. All right. You know, I actually have this other software technology that creates an individual homeopathy, creates a homeopathic formula for the person's body, because it actually analyzes the reactive capacitance of the body's energetic field. So what happens is you have an energetic field, and it reacts in a certain way. So many of these functional disturbances that people have, you know, a lot of times people have symptoms like with me, but then the lab work shows nothing. Okay. Because a lot of times these functional disturbances are happening at a cellular level and can't be determined through lab work. So what happens when you get any kind of an illness or disease, first your body's energetic field gets altered. And then if it's left unhandled, it leads to chemical changes, which then turns into tissue destruction. You know, these, this is the path it takes. Okay. And, you know, and then that becomes disease. Well, if, you, if you're having symptoms in this day and age, we get symptoms so much earlier because of all of the stuff that our bodies have been through. You know, we're, we're dealing with computers. We have cell phones on us all the time. We're eating a lot of fast food and microwave. And, you know, so the bodies are a lot more beat up. And so we're feeling symptoms so much earlier than we used to 20, 40 years ago. Because we're screwed up. Yeah. You know, we're dealing with the microwave food that's processed. You're nuking stuff with plastic wrap. The plastic's going into the food. You're getting toxicity from that. They're not really live, good, healthy food. The microwave alters the cellular structure of the food you're eating. You're carrying a cell phone on you that's got electromagnetic fields. It's 
literally over your heart or over your ovaries, <laughs> wherever right. you're wherever you're carrying it, right. or your prostate, and that's creating weakness because it's constantly being exposed to that. And then the food is less nutritious than it used to be. Even the vegetables we're getting don't have the nutrients they used to have. So we need a little extra help in this day and age. So and we're what feeling if I... symptoms a lot earlier than we used to. Yeah. I get that. And what if a person says, okay, this is a lot to uh, commit to. Mm-hmm. Okay, now they've got, uh, let's say something awful happens in the body because of all these uh, poor choices and things that were thrown in their direction. And so now they've, uh, they've got something that they're hoping a balanced nutritional situation will handle. Right. Like a tumor, diabetes, something unpleasant. Of course, they can't be cured by you because you're not a doctor. Right. But I don't treat diseases. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. But we're a person to now, after the fact, start eating properly and getting rid of the metals in their body and getting rid of the parasites and stopping their leaky gut, all that stuff. Is there hope for this lost soul? <laughs> yes, there is. Basically, you have to look at it this way. I mean, the body got into this shape. It can come out of this shape. It's just, if it took years for you to get in this condition, you can't expect it to be undone in a day. So that's the thing. It's like, it's basically, my interest is in educating people into how they got into the condition they're in so that they can make better choices in the future so that when they do decide, I'm at a birthday party and I want to have a piece of cake today, they do it consciously and they do it knowing, I'm going to take some extra supplements to help balance that sugar today, (laughs) you know? Right. And so that they are learning about how their bodies work and how to avoid having this situation repeat in the future. And it is a commitment, but you know what? When you get to that point where you cannot stand up long enough to take a shower or you have brain fog or you don't have energy to play with your kids, you're willing to make that commitment. Yeah, I imagine. Okay, so if people want to reach you, do you want to give away for them to do that? Yeah, I have my website, which is www.m, as in Mary, lhwellness.com, and the phone number is 310 Four two five three zero four five. I'd love to talk to anybody if anyone has any questions or just wants to chat. I'm around. Okay, great. Well, three one zero four two five three zero four five and mlhwellness.com. Yep. Okay, good. Well, Monica Hershef, thank you very much for being our guest this week. Thank you. And is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with before we go? I just want to say it's really important that you address the source, not the symptom. And you just don't want to be suppressing the symptom and bypassing your nervous system for too long. And you need to take responsibility for the choices you're making. Don't let yourself be pressured by what people say to you when you go for help, whether it's a medical doctor or a practitioner. If it doesn't feel right to you in your gut, then don't do it. You have to feel right in your gut and you'll know if it's the right thing for you. So listen to that little voice inside. Sounds good. And, and I'll, I'll add to that. If it doesn't feel right in your leaky gut. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, nice. thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Thank okay. you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Watchdog Radio, brought to you by CCHR, the Citizens Commission on Human Rights, a mental health watchdog and nonprofit organization. CCHR investigates and exposes psychiatric violations of human rights and works shoulder-to-shoulder with like-minded groups and individuals who share a common purpose to clean up the field of mental health. Its commissioners include doctors, scientists, psychologists, lawyers, legislators, educators, business professionals, artists, and civil and human rights representatives. 
CCHR was co-founded in 1969 by the Church of Scientology and Dr. Thomas Saws, Professor Emeritus of Psychiatry, to eradicate mental health abuse and restore human rights to the field of mental health. For more information, visit cchr.org.